You're listening to Hitting the Mark. This is Jeffrey Mark, and this time we're talking about legendary comedian Jack Carter. Did you ever talk to Jack about maybe that he should look at his uh, the way he's doing things? Maybe reevaluate his attitude in a nice way? Yes, of course. If you love somebody, you have that conversation. Early in our relationship, he poo-pooed it. When we got closer, he says, I can't help myself. When I see a wrong happening, I have to react to it. I said to him, but Jack, do you not understand? Like he told a story. There was a wonderful variety show in the 1960s called The Hollywood Palace. It was kind of like the Ed Sullivan show. Mm-hmm. Every week, a star would be the host, hosting other variety acts, uh, jugglers and dancers and singers and comedians and elephant acts and, and that kind of thing. And Jack was a guest. Judy Garland was the host. Like many variety shows, they would videotape the dress rehearsal. They would break for dinner and then do the show. And they would use the best of the two recordings. So all of those shows were kind of cobbled together from two different shows. Judy was wonderful and brilliant in the dress rehearsal. And after dress rehearsal, whether she imbibed something, swallowed something, or was just exhausted, she could not do the show. And Jack said the producers were very, very mean to her about it. Asked him, would you host the show? We may not use you as host on the air, but we have all these other acts to get in and the audience won't react well to her if they're not introduced properly. The audience won't like them. It'll make Judy look bad. So Jack hosted the second, the actual air show. And they might even have let him go on air with it. And it might've led to him hosting other things. But Jack went to the producers after the show and just screamed at them for the way they treated Judy Garland. Do you think Jack was ever on that show again? It's that kind of thing. Even when he was right about something, because he was right. They did treat her terribly. If you watch the show, she's just fine. What she did in the dress rehearsal was wonderful. She looked beautiful. Her introductions were good. She sounded great. She sang great. But there was a better way to deliver the message. I promised early on this time, I would tell you towards the end, the saddest anger story I've ever heard. Jack had a beautiful house. It wasn't really a mansion mansion. It was just a very large Spanish style house. And he had a very large room on the first floor he used for his office and den to watch television. And we're sitting there and Jack was almost always behind his desk, like I am behind mine right now. And I would sit on the sofa next to him and we'd talk. Phone rings. And Jack lets me listen to some of it. He always did. Let me listen in. It was the Friars Club calling. No, I was a member of the Friars Club by that point already. So, cool. I, I knew the person on the other end of the phone. They were calling because they were going to fet Norm Crosby, 
who everybody thought was Jack's best friend. Would Jack please host the roast? Could you put this date aside in your calendar? I believe it was Norm's 70th birthday. And Jack lost his mind. Screaming, cursing, carrying on. I had a 70th birthday and the Friars Club did nothing for me. This guy is on nothing. Uh, he's a second rate comedian. It's the same shtick all over the place. I am a real comedian and, and, and on and on to the point where he took back on the old landline phones, took the receiver and started smashing it on his <laughs> desk. Yeah. Like Khrushchev smashing his, 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 his uh, shoe, shoe yeah. which probably never actually happened. But, but that was the, the thought in my mind. And Jack hung up. Here's what Jack did not know. There was no salute to Norm Crosby. They were calling because they were going to honor Jack at the Friars Club. They'd had his portrait painted to go up with the portraits they had. The, the dining room of the Friars Club had portraits of their most famous honored uh, members. Like my portrait was not up there, but the biggies, the, you know, Jolson and Cantor and, and they were going to do it for Jack. They didn't want Jack to host an event. They wanted to make sure he didn't book the night. So they lied to him because they were going to surprise him with this, mm. have him come and have it be a big surprise party for him. Jack was 86th out of the Friars Club. He was never allowed back in the club again after that phone conversation. The evening never happened. Uh, an old friend of mine stole Jack's portrait because I never hung it up. His anger killed what might have been the greatest evening of his life and got him thrown out of the Friars Club. I had dinner. No, I didn't. Oh. I had lunch with Norm Crosby not long after this happened at the Cafe Roma in Beverly Hills when that was the place to go for celebrities. And I told Norm the story. He said, Jeff, everybody thinks I'm Jack's best friend. I can't stand him. But my dear wife, Joni, loves Roxanne. They are best friends. I must be in Jack's company. Therefore, I make the best of it. He said, but Jack's anger and arrogance and ego, where he has to be the bigger celebrity of the two of us, is impossible for me to deal with and still enjoy his company. And I love Norm Crosby, one of the sweetest men in show business. But when Jack was in the right mood, so was Jack. We're talking a lot about his anger. I didn't stay all those years just because I needed a free meal in a mansion. I went because I really enjoyed his company. When we were alone, when we were interacting with the rest of the world, he was warm, supportive of my career, funny. He made phone calls on my behalf to help me. He did tons of charity work that nobody knew about. That was the good side nobody ever saw. We'll never know what his marriages did to him. We'll never know when you're an elderly man and you're living in a mansion and you have to earn the income to support that, it wasn't, I've said it's not a mansion, but he had, you know, 
It's a large house in, in California. Yeah. You know, you know, a fourteen-room house in Beverly Hills is not a bungalow. <laughs> no. Uh, it wasn't a 40-room house. It was a 14-room house, but it was nice. But you have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And Chase was in private school, and they both drove Merced, brand-new Mercedes every year. And you have to have they have a maid who lives in, and they had gardeners and pool people and, and all the things. The cost of owning a house like that was a financial burden on him. He had to work. He couldn't retire. He couldn't enjoy his his senior life we'll never know what kind of pressures that brought on we'll never know what kind of pressures roxanne put on him because yes she put up a lot from him she was the brunt of his anger on the other hand roxanne didn't make things any better she sometimes lit the fire under him and i shouldn't tell the story but i will tell you that jack was actually arrested for shoplifting that jack jack knew Roxanne wanted some diamond earrings and stole them. And only because he was Jack Carter, they arranged, his attorney arranged for the diamonds to be returned and for Jack not to get arrested or prosecuted. I had lunch with his attorney who told me, do not do business with Jack. There is something going on in that household that isn't right. I don't want to see you get financially burned here or brought into something that's illegal. So there's so much going on with the person. So many pressures we don't get to see that explain why someone might be the way they are. Well, if, if that were, you know, if there's having some kind of pressure inside the family, usually somebody will say, hmm, this is getting to be too much for me. Um, maybe it's time for me to live on my own. Somebody really needed to tell him how to shut up. Well, I have I think, a lot of anger, but I know when to shut up. Jeffrey, I think the problem was, honestly, I think he had a bipolar condition. Could be. Or something like that. I think that's what the problem was. I'm going to answer your question now. So let's start from here forward. Good. The problem with leaving when you're living in California and you're in your 70s (laughs) is that Jack needed people to take care of him. He needed people to help him with his schedule, take care of his health, make sure he ate properly. He was, you know, getting older. And, And in the state of California is community property. Roxanne would have taken half of everything Jack owned they had an adopted a child, so you'd have to pay for the child. Probably would have had to have left his house and lived somewhere not nearly as nice. There were reasons. There were reasons why couples stay together. Uh, I believe that Jack honestly loved her. I believe that Jack honestly felt he needed her. He adored Chase. His whole world lit up when that child was around. He loved his house. He lived there a long time. That would have been too much change for him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. I'm Cindy Verbalin with Ray Carr, and the show is Hitting the Mark with our star, Jeffrey Mark. 